when I heard it the second time, that's when I really realized, I was like, okay, you know, I hurt myself, I'm set back, I can't do these things. And it took, it took me a lot longer the second time to come back. Like, it still hurts, like it hurts right now sitting in this chair. My back just, you know, if I do something, if I, I, it's all about posture. So when I started realizing these things, I was like, man, this is making me a better trainer because I'm realizing most other people have this, have a similar issue. It's like, it doesn't have to be sports that hurts it. I hurt mine in gymnastics the second time. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. All right, Bennett, thanks for joining me today. Glad to be here. Um, So this is a new series, and I'm really excited to do this. So we'll do one a month, and it's where the coaches are going to get the opportunity to educate our members or our audience, but really our members here at the gym on a topic or subject that they feel that they can share knowledge on. Um, kind of enlighten uh, people in. And so you've chosen the topic of injuries and we'll be, you know, next month uh, you'll come back and we'll actually interview again in July with a, a new topic, right? And so all the coaches will have a featured month. Next month is Jacob. And this will be something that will be really neat because members can learn um, about hopefully something that they've been wondering about, but also learn something from their coach that maybe they didn't know the coach was uh, an expert in. And so give me a little bit about why you chose this topic of injuries. Well, injuries are definitely like kind of a highlight of, of my exercise life. I would say like, I, I, I really enjoyed exercise, um, like growing up. Like I did sports, I didn't really know how to work out or anything, but you know, like I, we, I didn't intentionally work out. It was more like, it was just the activity of doing the, the sport that was fun to me, you know, just being with your friends and running around, like you got exercise by itself. But like I started, so then when I played football, you know, as I got older, I went to, to high school and I, uh, we started lifting weights and I thought that was really fun, but it didn't really, you know, it wasn't like, I didn't, I never thought I would do it for a living or anything, but when I hurt my back, so I think it was like 10th grade or something. I broke my back in football. And, like, you know, that was when I started really loving lifting weights, too. And so that kind of put a stop to it. And that made me realize, I was like, man, I re- you know, I really hate not being able to exercise and have the freedom to run around and do everything without hurting. So for you, <clears throat> you realized this because it was a personal experience. Yeah. You had a major setback. It was a huge, you know. So what injuries do you have? So... I, so I have, I broke my back twice. So when I, the first time I was in high school and that made me realize I was like, okay, I, I can't, you know, I did not enjoy not being able to move. I was like, this is a hindrance, you know, like I can't even get up to go pee without hurting now. So, and then I noticed that exercise actually helped me rehab it too at the same time. So it was like, so it was like, you kind of need some kind of movement to, to build through those, those extras or through the, the pain and like the, the actual, uh, injury. So I broke my back that time and coming back from it was pretty decently fast, like six months. Cause it was the first time I injured it. And I didn't really have any injuries then other than like my knees and stuff, but my knees don't even bother me anymore at all. And, but as I kind of kept going with my career and started personal training, 
you know, I, uh, I realized I was like, wow, everyone, you know, this exercise is such a huge, uh, like key part, part to success in your, and just in life in general. Cause like, so how, how did these injuries affect your life and your, you know, I think even your business, right? Because you were personal training at gold's when you hurt yourself the second, the second time? time. Yeah. Yeah. So you were kind of already in the business of personal training. So how did, how did the injuries affect your life and your business? Well, like when I heard it the second time, that's when I really realized I was like, okay, you know, I hurt myself. I'm set back. I can't do these things. And it took, it took me a lot longer the second time to come back. Like it still hurts. Like it hurts right now sitting in this chair Like my back just, you know, if I do something, if I, I it's all about posture. So when I started realizing these things, I was like, man, this is making me a better trainer because I'm realizing most other people have this, have a similar issue. It's like, it doesn't have to be sports that hurts it. I hurt mine in gymnastics the second time, but like some people, people just, you just hurt yourself, you know, walking down the street. Like it's like, you just hurt yourself anywhere. And I've noticed in my business, like when I take people or like when I first meet with people and, you know, have kind of take them through like a, like a screen program just to see how they move. Like most people have some kind of pain, you know, and that I, I started latching on. I was like, okay, well I've been through back pain back pain's pretty, pretty common. So I started helping people. Like, so it, it kind of helped you. Yeah. It really, lot. it helped you in your profession of personal training and made me love personal training more. Cause now I was like, okay, well I have a purpose now. It's not just like, okay, I'm doing this. This is a good job for me while I'm in college. Yeah. What it's would like, you say is the percentage or how many people that you start working with actually have injuries? Uh, it's almost rare. It's more rare to find somebody that doesn't have pain at all. Yeah. So on average, anybody listening to this podcast has some level of oh, yeah. discomfort. Probably 80 to 90% of people have some would kind of discomfort. Would you even say limited range of motion or mobility would be an injury? Or would um, you call that just, you know, lack of mobility? I would say that's just lack of movement. Cause okay. if, cause it can cause an injury for sure. Doesn't mean they are injured yet, but they're experience. They will experience pain. Like if you have limited range of motion, you are for sure experiencing pain. Like when you try to move around, like you try to bend over and tie your shoe with your, and you know without b- taking a knee, it's like you know. So we're saying, or you're saying that about eighty to ninety, or a large percentage of people that you meet with, have some form of pain. Pain. I would say pain. And injury are, is probably are, maybe half. What are some common pains that you hear about? Uh, like really, like I notice lower back tightness. So it usually comes from like the hamstrings or I mean anything in the, like the back of the leg, like calves, hamstrings, glutes, all that stuff can be knotted up because like it's so tight. Because usually like a, it's they're they're weak and tight muscles. Because usually a, a tight muscle is a weak muscle. So it's just it, you know from sitting it the the hamstring shortens and everything shortens because we sit so much. Yeah. So when you stand up and you start moving and you stretch. Like you allow that full range of motion of the muscle, so the muscle can stretch as much as it needs to, to you know to do the task, do whatever task that you want your body to do. And so, if you're limited, if you don't move very much, you're it's going to be painful to try yeah. to put you know to stretch at first and to move your body and just you know how it's supposed to. So, what would you say is the best way to heal from an injury? Uh, it, I think like if you're so if you're like experiencing more of like along the lines of any kind I mean, any kind of pain, any kind of injury is going to require a good warm up because like you can't just go straight into exercise and expect yourself to 
to perform well and to not hurt. So it's like even I feel like even if you've kind of recovered from an injury, you are still kind of burdened to the ta- to that same warm up and task that you were doing to heal it. So it's like now you're doing it for preventative purpose and not even just okay, I need to heal this injury and do this warm up. It's like now it's like okay, I'm so scared, you know, if I don't do it, I still feel it. You know, I'm I I I'll say this, oftentimes when I share with people about joining the gym or, you know, being a part of our our, our community. One of the favorite things we do is, in my opinion, is warm up. Like that's yeah. one of my favorite things. I think the warm up is so valuable. That's the key. Even in personal, I mean, especially in personal training, how we warm up our clients, but even in the CrossFit classes, um, and even speaking to people listening, how that they should be very intentional about doing those warm ups fully. Yes, and properly, and not skipping it. Yeah, People not think, oh, I need to skip the warm up. Yeah, like, not you know, and, yeah, you're missing and, the point. And sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, so you know, it's it's good for me to say it, but like not committing fully to the stretching, yeah. committing fully to the movement, you know, kind of, it, we'll call it going through the motions. Yep. So like a, a good way that you you know something you're suggesting is just to really do a thorough warm up. Uh, yep, a hundred percent. What about it? What's another way to heal from injuries or sleep for sure? Like that's something I experience too and play around with is, you know, sleep has never been my best like aspect of having a better fitness. It just never has. But lately I've been sleeping more like I've been sleeping at least six to seven hours instead of just like five or six, like four or five, six hours, you know. And you can tell a difference. Oh, huge difference. My body hurts less. I'm hitting numbers again, you know. My, my, all my exercises are getting stronger. Now, I know this is not a specific podcast on sleep. Of course. Which would be another cool podcast to uh, do. Maybe that'll be your July. You could literally do that for 30 minutes, no problem. But give me a little bit of kind of tips on things that you've done to get better sleep or to, to, you know, if somebody's listening, like what are some, some things they can do to ensure that they're sleeping enough? Well, I think like avoiding mental distractions too. Cause like, even if you give yourself the appropriate amount of time, I mean, that's, that's the, that's part of success of sleep too, is like, is making yourself making time. You can't just say, well, I'll find time. It's like, no, you gotta make, you gotta literally move your schedule around. You, you might sometimes have to sacrifice some work spots. Like you might have to, you have to make the time like go or like as soon as you get home, you need to eat shower. You know, that might be what you have to do is just go straight to sleep. Like make sure you get your lock, at least six lock your kids in their room and yeah, just, just boom. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> You're good. Well, no, you know, it's so true though. I, I, this is, so I don't watch TV at night. You know, we just don't. Um, but here's something I found out and you can probably speak to this cause it's kind of going in line with what you're saying. So, on average, we'll be in bed, you know, probably by nine o'clock, mm. eight thirty to nine o'clock. And on a Friday or Saturday, we may venture into a movie, right? Like, got the kids down, and why not, right? It's a weekend. Yep. Uh, but here's the deal: anytime you watch TV, you're essentially trading that time for sleep. Yep. You, you so have- if you watch, you know, if your goal is to get eight hours a night of sleep and you watch two hours of TV, now you got six hours of sleep. Yep. You, you just traded 
two hours of sleep for TV. Yep, and then you complain about being tired, but we can't, yes. you know, it's like you're not allowed to complain about being tired. If and that's and I realize, choice. you know, I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm an alien living on a planet because, you know, I don't know what's going on on like all <laughs> the shows and either. the series. And I, I remember one time we watched a bunch of, uh, we were watching one of the Netflix series. And I mean, I, I think we've watched like three or four in a row. And I go, I go, babe, what? I don't like this. Like, like it just it automatically turns on another show and I, and then I'm sucked in and now I watch another one, another one, three or four shows later. She goes, yeah, babe, this is what everybody does. <laughs> but it's so true, right? Like it's if the normal world, yeah, that's right. But sleep is truly when your body's at rest. Yep. TV it, is it, not. Yes. TV is not. <laughs> And well, for me, it is. When, well, I, when I, you put a show on, I'm out. You're oh, out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you're not sleeping, you know, and I would think like a good tip for most people is just track it. Yep. That's pretty eye-opening. That's where the Whoop is. Yeah, like if you have a Whoop Apple or watch. the Garmin watch or the yep. Apple watch. If you just important. start tracking, like when we had that one month of tracking sleep, it was like a little challenge with the coaches. That was really eye-opening. Yeah. Because then you get to see all your consecutive nights. Like, oh, man. Like, oh, I did really bad that week and it it's a lot of effort to have good sleep just like yeah. how it's a lot of effort to make sure you not miss a workout it just, that's and right how you not miss your meals and because it's yeah. a lot of work i mean being fit is is a lot of work it's a full-time job yes <laughs> so yeah so kind of okay so warm up like really good warm up and in probably for people at this gym is just really fully immersing yourself yes. into the warm-up like don't think, oh, well, I'm running late. I'm just going to skip the warm It's like even yeah. even like when me as a coach, if I have someone walk through the door, they're doing the warm-up. Yes. I don't care. They're, yes. they're, if we're in the middle of the workout, I'm sorry. You, I have the workout on the, or I have the, uh, the warm-up on the board. You're just going to miss some of the workout. Yes. Like that's how I run my class. Yes. Like if you're, I'm not, you're not just going to be allowed to come in and just go straight to yeah. s- squats and yeah. working up heavy. It's like that's right. you – you're going to hurt yeah, yourself and it's on not, my you watch. Know, I get it. People run late. You know, yep. uh, I, what you just described is exactly what happened. I had a group personal training and uh, one of the people was late. Same thing. They just delayed the start of their yes. workout. So, and I put them through the same warm up. Yep, exactly. And I, you know, it's not bad. I get it. You're running late. I mean, I was 15 minutes late to the eight o'clock class this morning and I did the same thing, but I know how to self-manage of course. You know, my warm up, and I know I can't go straight into a yeah, one yeah. rep max clean yeah. and jerk you've been doing this for 20 years without yeah now, without so. a warm-up so but but everybody needs to know that they don't need to just jump into the workout yep. um okay sleep number two what other ways w- would be the the most either uh way to prevent injuries or to heal from injuries so we ha- so you have the warm-ups that's that's key you have the sleep that helps a lot food of course that kind of re- i mean we're not we don't need to talk about food i'm sure one of the coaches is going to love to talk about nutrition so I don't, I don't need to go there, but of course that that's a big aspect. Mm-hmm. But I think another one is stretching. Like, so that's actually not just warm up. Warm up is more dynamic, it's different right? From stretching. It's like cardio. You want to do like five, ten minutes of cardio, then you want to do your dynamic stretching, like loosen up your hamstrings a little. You know, you don't want to do static stuff yet, mm-hmm. but uh, static stretching at the end of a workout or and just like for before people, bed. Static meaning you're standing you're still, holding, you're holding the position, in holding that. a yes. stretch. Now, you don't want to like do a that. couch stretch exactly. for a minute or 90 seconds. Exactly. Like a long time, like a minute each stretch, like a minute each side. So it's a long time. It's like, but if you spend five to 10 minutes on it at nighttime before bed, I just do it in my bed. Like while I read. So I've been making myself read, which also helps my sleep. So I take my phone away and I just put a, a you know, a, a, a light on my room. It's pretty dark, but 
That way it's not really affecting my ability to go fall asleep. As soon as I'm done, like I know when I'm tired, I'll put my book down and I have great sleep, go to sleep immediately. So that helps. But then now also I've added stretching. So right before I uh, start reading, I'll just stretch for like. So five you're to suggesting minutes. stretching at a completely different time of yes. day, at nighttime, nighttime before bed. Okay. Now it's going to help your sleep because not only has my lower back hurt from sitting, like when I'm sitting in a chair or if I move, sometimes if I exercise wrong, I don't warm up. But now it hurts my sleep. Sleep's a huge one. And where? Okay, so I'm asking as if I'm somebody listening. Where? Where can I find? What are the stretches to do? You know, am I talking about 10 minutes of stretching? Am I talking about 30 minutes of stretching? It will be so simple. So, like, I, the one of my favorite routines is the, I don't know if anyone knows this, but the Spider-Man lunge where you put one leg up. It's kind of like doing a, a st- like if you're doing a burpee and you're just stepping up. So you're oh, in a yeah. push-up position. You bring one foot. Like a lunge, right, a right a leg lunge. A big, le- yeah, big well, lunge. I call it like a mobility lunge, lunge or something. Lunge stretch. And then you just kind of chill in that stretch. You put your, bring your foot up. It's stretching your groin and like your hamstring and your hip and your glutes. And then also you can twist your torso a little bit, like as you're holding that stretch, and that'll get a little bit of your lower back. And so that's, I mean, you you can hold that each side for a minute. And now if you're going for the splits, you do the exact same position, but now you just extend your foot out to to get your hamstring. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a like a like a limited range of motion split you know like people in gymnastics do the splits yeah so what i like that you're saying because sometimes we overcomplicate it yes you know i know there's go wad or rom wad yeah, it doesn't have to be a perfect program for I, okay stretching. and that's kind of where i was going is because i think sometimes that can immediately turn people off like now i gotta download now I gotta an da- app. yep nope i gotta watch don't. a video i gotta sit there but it, it I mean what you're saying is it can literally be like maybe maybe you ask your coach I need Easily. like one please or two go to yes please come ask us right one or two go to stretches that I can do and you know what I think it could even be something that like for the quarter right for like ninety days this is just your stretch yep you know it could, like, it could literally be the same you couch three. stretch yeah couch stretch every day <laughs> every day like ninety seconds right leg ninety seconds left leg two sets yep. That's six minutes. Boom, you did something. Like, you did it, boom. Your squats. It's going to feel so much better. deadlifts, your body would feel so good for six minutes a day. And then, you know, quarter two, Spider-Man stretch, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, quarter three, it could be uh, up dog, like down child, dog, child's pose. Child's pose. Yeah. yeah, something. So, I love that because it's like, you know, and then again, if you don't do it every day, I mean, three days a week is better than zero. Yes, Every so, other day is a good, especially if you stretch hard. Like when I was going for the splits, yeah, I can't really do it as much now. I've uh, I kind of let myself go on that just because I've been so excited to do this weightlifting. But I think now is a good time for me to go back to it because I went through a period of time where I just when I was hurt, I just couldn't do anything. You know, yeah. What else so, could I do other than so I stretched every other day really hard? Yeah, and I got super flexible. So that was one way. So if somebody f- experiences injury, right? Because what I like to tell people is like, look. I, I, we never want to get hurt. I don't ever want to get hurt. Yep. Just like I don't ever want to get in a car accident. Yeah, you don't want to, but it's... But sometimes it it's happens. It's coming. Yeah. Your time is coming. Sometimes it happens, right? And so I agree with you. Sometimes uh, in times that I've gotten hurt, it's made me a better trainer, and it's kind of helped me to understand my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what is the protocol in that moment? Oh, like right when you get hurt. Yeah, when my knee yep. or shoulder or low back 
in the moment, what do you think? What give me kind of like what's the action plan? Well, immediately, like if, especially if it happens during a workout, it's like actually listen to your, to it and don't feel like you're being a wimp for stopping a workout. You're like, oh, my back hurts right now. Wow, what did I do? Like a deadlift, you know, where you get tired and you round your back on your deadlift or. Or like say you're doing a, a pull-up or a kipping pull-up or a bench press. I tore my shoulder on the bench press. So if you're doing something like that or overhead, any, it, it can happen anywhere. But feel something like listen to it. Your body is pretty vulgar. Like it does want to wimp out a lot. It does. Like we know, go do, you know, let's come Murph. Murph day comes around. Oh, we're all, we're all crying. But it's like an injury is different. It's sharp pain. It's like it restricts your motion. You'll know. It's, it's not tired. It's different. It's not it's tired. It's not just <laughs> exhausted. You're right. No. And, and, and I'll say to that, I've done it. I've done it both of these ways. I've learned that one is better. The first way I've done it is to stop and kind of say, oh man, something's not right and keep going. <laughs> And the other way I've done it is stopped and been done. And yeah. the second way is way better. It's not. It's not glorious, but it's well. Because here's, gotta... here's what I I think. I think every rep after an injury is costing you 200 percent of recovery. Yeah, you're, you know, you're... It, it's like costing you another two days of rest, right? So it's it like is. if you stop, you might just be out one or two days. Yep. You do another rep, you might be out three or four days. You do another rep, you might be out. <laughs> Four or five days. Like you finish the workout, you might be out three weeks. <laughs> especially, especially like you're going, you're doing deadlifts, instead of ten deadlifts, and you, you start hurting on five. You're like, man, I, my back really hurts right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else is stopping. Like, yeah. Like, no, don't keep. Do- yeah, and and you know, flag down a coach. Yeah, immediately. It's yeah. like, what? Why? Like, you can take an L for one day or for that week and be like, ooh, my back is just kind of tender. Instead of, oh, wow, it it really hurts now, and then yeah. it hurts the week after, and then. Yeah. You know, now you have to go get an MRI. And- okay, so talk about seeking professional guidance, right? So obviously the coach is your first point of reference if you're in the class. Hey, Bennett, I'm, you know, I just tweaked something or hey, Robert, you know, whoever it is. Um, what what's the, who's the next person if if the injury's still there? I mean, yeah. where, where where do they go from that point? Well, I think it's always wise to go to like a sports specific um like of course like we're not doctors so we can't Mm. say we can't prescribe them like or or tell them exactly hey this is what this is what's going wrong with you yeah what we could do is have a good guess and a good like i mean typically i could figure out where what's causing the pain like i'm pretty good with finding out what caused it and what and why it's it's hurting but like usually a good step like to make sure it's not like really seriously damaged because if if it's Mm. just kind of lingering i don't think you need to go to the doctor like mm-hmm. I, I think there's ways we can exercise it and it'll be fine how if do it's you like know sharp pain yeah, yeah. and this is you a, can't move it okay that's what i was going to say is like okay how do i know if it's something that's serious enough to go and get yeah. professional help or if it's something i need just need, need to kind of muscle through because if it's something small and you would like you would know the difference like if it's if it's like when i tore my shoulder oh i knew immediately i was like oh oh that's that's not good. I, 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 you know, felt it on yeah. the rep. It hurt for, you know, immediately. And it was just sharp pain. I couldn't, I could barely open my arm. Cause yeah. usually when you know you have a torn rotator cuff is when you can't externally rotate very well. Mm-hmm. And all this motion of just moving my hand yeah. back and forth. Super a, painful. A friend of mine, Troy Barnes, he's an Arosti doctor. And he told me one time it was really good. Cause I go see him if I'm, you know, if I feel something really mm-hmm. sharp and, he goes, usually like on a one to 10, if it's 
five or below, it's probably something that will go away. You can handle it, yeah. But if it's a like a six and higher than that, and it's you know it hasn't gone away in two or three days, yeah, it's probably something that's gonna hang that you need to go have somebody look at. Yeah, you know, because most people can use that scale on you know on a one to ten. 10 is the worst pain you've ever experienced. Yes. One is like nothing, yep. but it's there. What is the pain? And then if the pain is like, you know, I'll, I use that all the time, right? It's a good, on a one to 10. It's a good thing. And it might be like, oh, it's a three or four. Now I know in my brain, I'm like, okay, it's probably not that serious. You know, I still, it, it doesn't mean I neglect it. Yep. I mean, it just happened yesterday with uh, somebody I was training with. And, and of course I'll text, I texted him last night and he's like, oh, it's going to be fine. But if he starts, if somebody I ask is like six, seven, eight, nine, then I'm kind of more like, yeah, we're like on alert and I'm like, okay, we might want to. And then if the next day it's still there, we might actually want to come back. Yes. And we might actually want to say, hey, go see somebody. Go, you know, go have somebody take a look at it just to be certain. Right? Yeah, because that's where the doctor comes in. Someone like, you know, you go to Alpha Sports or someone who deals with sports injuries directly. Because, I mean, I think, I think they have a better understanding of what to do immediately because like if you don't go to a sports specific doctor they they're typically more inclined to tell you to rest and to stop doing stuff because they don't really that's not their area of expertise you know they Mm -hmm. help with in a completely different area so you want to go to a more of a like a like a like any kind of weightlifting or sport like even if it's like a football or soccer doctors yeah. like well and I they think will too, have a, a good idea. having uh like building a relationship with somebody in that career in, in that um in that whether it's called it like a physical therapist or a chiropractor yes. or sports doctor you know somebody of that nature somebody who's in that career and if you can build a really solid relationship meaning they know what you know let's say you're a runner and you run marathons and you know they just know you as an athlete yep. like they know okay this person runs a lot okay this you know foot injury or these knees or this they can th- piece it together yeah, a lot yeah it's like a trainer you yep. know it's like if you have a if you have an athletic trainer right um, and what i found too is when you have somebody like that and you have your personal trainer and there's That's kind a of this good relationship. Oh, it's, a, it's a network it's right like yep. You know, if we, if we, you're the CEO of your health business, right? So Bennett is the CEO of his health and lifestyle business, right? So you want to have a chief injury professional, a chief fitness professional, a chief nutrition professional, and you want to have this great organizational chart that you can go to when you need assistance and support in some of these areas. And, and the longer you do something, you know, like for me, I've been building great relationships with different people in different um, careers to help support, you know, whether it's my fitness yep. or my nutrition. You know. I wholeheartedly agree with that, especially like, yeah, because you need like you need that specialist in that area because like we like us as personal trainers, we specialize in like I wouldn't you can't really call it rehab. But injury prevention and like knowing how, or like, I would say mo- more on the prevention side, but like also kind of on the tail end of the rehab portion of of an injury. So it's like you go if it's really injured, like you know if you feel you tore something or you broke a bone or something, yeah, you go or you're, you know sprained an ankle or yeah. in ACL something, go to the doctor, have them make sure that it's okay. They'll clear you for exercise. 
that is where we come in. Well, and it's like, I, you know, you bring up a good point. You know, it's kind of, we know our lane. Yes. And if, if we had somebody come in and said, look, I want to win nationals in tennis and I want, you know, to hire a coach. The first question I would make sure and ask is, do you have a tennis coach? Yes. <laughs> we're not tennis coaches. Because I can't teach you tennis, yeah. but I can show you how to lift the barbell. That's right. We can get you fit yep. and we can get you strong. I can make sure you can run a mile yeah, as, that's you know, right. faster than anybody else. we can else, get you but. in shape and we can support your tennis coaches. Yes. You know, but when it comes to actually, you know teaching you and, and working on the skills that are necessary in, in, yeah. in that sport. And it's the same thing, right? Like there's people that have been spending as many years as we've been spending on fitness and nutrition and strength and conditioning. There's yep. people who've been spending that much time on injuries and prevention yes. and, and treatment and how to, you know, how to recover faster and rehab that, you know, we can, again, we can support, but in reality, you need to have somebody that you can find. Yep. And I think it's even good to follow like people on social media, oh, like yeah. Squat University, for example. He's made a big name for himself, but I think what he brings to the table is it's just good information. He's good. It, 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 I think it supports the sports chiropractor yeah. and physical therapy side. So I think it's so important for people to go learn about their body. That way, when they come to see us, they have a good understanding of, okay, this is what's wrong. This is what the doctor said. That I know, I know immediately what to do after that. Yeah. So I think having, you know, if someone, you know, if you have an injury, definitely go see a doctor, get an idea, and then that gives me so much more information to know how to help you because that's it. not our spot. We can't say, hey, this is this is torn in this area. You know, right. I can give you a general idea of what's going on. Typically, I can let you know if you have to go to the doctor. So if yeah. you remember listening, you know, I think. You should definitely come talk to us first, especially if it's for, definitely let us know yes. that you're hurting, but then we can give you an idea of where to go. Yeah. Like, cause if it's just something, typically I can let you know if, okay, Hey, that's something serious. You need to go somewhere. And that, or if it's something tiny, like, Hey, my shoulder kind of hurts from doing that overhead press. You know, what do you think's wrong with it? It's like, it's probably just, you're not using your core enough, you know, like simple things like that. We can typically fix here in the gym. This is great, Bennett, man. Thank you so much. Of course. Uh, you led the way for the coaches. This is our first coaches educational podcast. And next month, we'll feature Jacob. And uh, I'm really excited about the topic he's chosen to share. So, well, awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, bro. See ya. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.